You are about to listen to Defending Black Girlhood Podcast, and I'm your host, Lalita G. I'm a black mother. Look, I don't care what Mookie May May and Lakeisha oh, Mama does. I'm not Mookie May May and Lakeisha's uh, Mama. Tripping. A preacher. Give me the key of D. And Mary had a little baby, and his name was Jesus. A life coach. Look, girl, if Chump don't want no help, Chump don't get no help. Oh, and a singer. And I, and I, and I, no, I ain't a singer. Most of all, I'm an advocate for black girls everywhere they are. And I'm telling you right now, I am unapologetic as hell about my fierce advocacy for black girls to be safe in their homes, schools, and communities. Join us for courageous conversations about topics that most impact our girls and be inspired to do your part in defending black girls in your part of the world. Any scene depicted in this episode is a fictionalized dramatization based on true accounts and public records. We aim to give voice to the story and tragedy of Erica Hill's life. Some information may contain graphic, violent, or explicit language. Listener's discretion is advised. Last week on Defending Black Girlhood podcast. I can replay in my head the conversations that my baby had with me, the times that she came home and was imploring me to do something. I feel like it's just been forgot about. Geneva, you knew Erica. What would be one word you would use to describe her? I would just say sweetheart um, overall. What were some of the things you were taking back to your mama? The way she dressed, Mm -hmm. the marks that I seen, Mm -hmm. the marks I didn't see. Just me feeling like she's scared of somebody. She's not, she's being abused. This was a community loss. There, there, there are so many of us who missed. And we missed horribly. Geneva did know something was wrong. And she did what she knew in her little 12 and 13 year old right. mind to do. She reported it to her mama right. and her mama failed her. I can visualize in my head multiple times that she came to me pleading for me to do something for this baby. And I ain't know this little kid, you know what I'm saying? But I knew my child. Yeah. And that should have been enough. But I'm going to talk about my sanctified church going Sunday hat wearing missionary saints and friends. Y'all need to open up your mouth, get up off your knees and look at people. Get out your prayer closet and serve people. Get out the pulpit and do the work because church on Sunday is not the work. Come in the bathroom for a minute. I want to talk to you about something real quick. Mm, the, the bell just rang. Um, we should get to class. Come on, just for a quick minute. Look, are you... Are you getting abused? 
is, is somebody putting these marks on you? I mean, because it's hot as hell and, and you got that turtleneck and long sleeves and, and you're always wearing this and, and your roots are starting to grow out and I, I just don't understand what's going on. Talk to me. I'm your friend. And my mom might be able to help. But I need you to tell me something. This... This has been going on for a long time now. That lady hates me. She doesn't love me. I... I don't even know how I got in this situation with them. I don't even know what's going on with my real mother. Sometimes, Geneva, I... I don't know if I'm gonna make it the next day, so... I just don't even care. Wow. Wow. Come here. Come on. We've gotta go back to class. We've been in here too long. So, Geneva, if there was something that you could say to Erica, just like your mom, then and now, what would you say? Um, I would tell her, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just sorry that it happened the way that it happened. And um, I tried. I did. I really did try. Yeah, you did. To um, make a difference because I knew someone right. And um, I knew she was scared. And... Um, I just want to tell you, my dear friend, I'm so sorry. Your life was not a waste. And um, I pray that you're in a better place and you don't have to be scared anymore. Um, I will see you again one day. We all go to heaven eventually. But, um, yeah, um, I don't really know what else to say. I just wish so bad that it didn't happen. But I can't undo what has been done. Um, I just, I just want to see her, like, basically have the well-respected justice that she deserves, and, um, yeah, hopefully they'll have you on Forensic Files or something one day so we can, everybody can know your story. Yeah. So I want to ask you, when you were going to your mom and talking with her about some of the concerns you had about Erica, did you ever have a conversation with Erica about what you thought was going on with her? Yes, I did. So tell me about that conversation. Um, So I basically, um, I came at her gently about it because she was already sensitive and, um, you know, just uptight and not really want to, she didn't open up about anything. She didn't mm -hmm. tell business. It was like she was scared to just talk, you wow. know? And um, it, it, I remember doing homework with her in the library and stuff and, it was scary for her to even just help each other, like on a problem, on a math problem. She be It's like she would get in trouble if she was talking to someone for more than five seconds. Like, wow. yeah, and and I would see how she would act when her stepmom would pop up out of nowhere. She'd just get really jittery and like, like in a hurry, but like at the same time, just like really quiet, like. You could just tell she was scared, but yeah. you didn't know what exactly it was until I started putting things together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, 
I would just, I think I got her alone for a few minutes one day at school and I asked her, I'm like, are you, are you getting abused? You know, are you, is somebody putting these marks on you? Cause I mean, it's hot as hell and you got on, you always wearing this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm like, your hair, your roots is starting to grow roots. Like I I don't understand what, what's going on. You know what I mean? Like talk to me, like I'm your friend and my mom is so-and-so and so-and-so she might be able to help, but I need you to tell me something, you know, and she had just brush it off. But one time, one time she looked at me and she just broke down crying because she couldn't, it was like she, it was like I was tugging and I was tugging, but she was trying not to break. And then yeah. one day she broke and that's when I got to tell my mom because she she just she just basically she told me she said um she said this has been going on for a long time now she said that lady hates me she doesn't love me I don't even know how I got put in this situation with my family I don't even know what's going on with my real mother she said um she said, she said I just sometimes Geneva I don't know if I'm gonna make it the next day so I just don't even care And that's when I was like, wow, wow. Oh, my God. And I said, wow. And I just held her. And we were in the bathroom. And she said she she hurried up and wiped the face and stuff. It hurt to wipe her face because she had craters and marks on her face, too. Um, She would be covered with Vaseline to try to soothe those wounds. But I remember the tears burning her because it was going into marks she had on her face that were red, fresh marks. And um, I, I told about it. I remember she tried to tell me a cat did it or something, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Some no, nah, baby, some no. Nah. That, that that ain't that many claws in the world." And um, she hurried up to stop crying because we was in the bathroom for too long, and her mom would always be at the school every randomly, like she was a sub teacher. She wasn't just this other lady y'all talk about. Like, I remember her mom being a substitute teacher at the schools and mostly at ours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like she had eyes on her all the time. So she didn't know when she could really open up. But that one day she did. She did. And that's when I got to tell her my mom because it was like, now I know. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then I even got scared because I'm like, well, if. I had to be under the ropes about it myself because I wasn't going to tell any other. I, I, I'm a loyal friend, so I don't tell your personal business to nobody. Mm-hmm. And two, what if she found out that I knew stuff? You would never know. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know what could have happened to me if I would have ended up eventually down the line going to have supper one day because right. I was so it probably fueled her gears that I cared so much about her right you know what I mean yeah because I've never seen a person so adamant about me coming to have dinner with them that I don't interact with like that on a base daily basis you know what I'm saying and she right. just loved me so much that's what you tell me every time she see me and, and I, I just oh okay I love you too and just she knew you, you know knew. she knew you knew Wow. You think so? I do. And I think her over-the-topness was her attempt to win you over, too. Yeah, because she was over-extra with me every time. Because, see, I notice that with people because I have a deep intuition Mm -hmm. about people. And I don't always know why that person is giving me these feelings. Mm -hmm. But I'm true to my 
spirit telling me something is off Your about intuition. somebody. Right. I'm true to it and I believe it and I rely on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, my experience has been with certain people who know that I see them. Right. They try extra hard with me. Mm-hmm. They go, they try to engage with me more. They try mm-hmm. to, you know, win me over and, I'm still just sitting back in my own spirit just saying, I see you. Right. I see you. I don't know what it is, right. but I know I'm going to keep my damn distance because right. some is not right. right. And I keep my eyes open and, and and watch things, you know. And there have been many times when I have said stuff to people about folks that I see. And again, mm-hmm. being in the church, you know, there have been a number of times when being a leader in the church, I've seen things about people. And I've been the one waving the red flag and other people would be like, no, I don't see that. I don't believe that. And I'd be like, look, I'm telling you something is off here. Mm-hmm. And then a month, two months, a year down the road, mm-hmm. stuff will become very clear. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, see. Right. Right. See. Wow. That's crazy. I never, you know, I never thought about that. I never thought that she knew that I knew. She knew something. She knew that she didn't have you fooled. And it seems to me, like I said earlier, it was her full time job. That just gave me chills. You know that? To fool people. That just gave me chills. Like I literally just got chills. My whole body. Because I never even thought about that. And then I'm thinking even more outside the box. Erica didn't have friends like that. She didn't have friends like that. A lot of people know of Erica, but Erica didn't have friends. I was probably Erica's only friend in real life that anybody even could even have any intellect of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, who, you know what I mean? Because I keep asking people, you know, all the girls we had in group and stuff like that over the years. She wasn't the cool kid. She wasn't. That wasn't somebody people hung with when she was a loner. Yeah. And I was that person that was like, she deserves a friend just like anybody else. I don't care what she looked like. You know me. You know my heart. So that's just who I was. And that's who I still am to this day. And um, I think that bothered her because why do you care so much about Erica? You know what I mean? Why right. do you ask about her every single time? Nobody cared about her right. pretty, pretty much. It was supposed to be like that. But then you got me every time she see me, I'm asking about Erica. Right. It's probably like, if this girl asked me one more time right. about Erica. Right. Like, oh some... my goodness. Like I couldn't imagine. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. That's all I could say. Right. Cause who knows what could have happened if right. I went to d- supper, right. that could have been a, f- upset up waiting for me to that's a plate of food I would not want to eat right I'm like oh my goodness I didn't even think about it being that detrimental till now like wow because it sounds like she was willing to do whatever it took in order to cover her secret even including involving her kids because she could have just killed Erica and she could have on her own disposed of her body. Right. But she purposely and strategically right. involved her kids in right. it. She didn't want to be alone anyway. She didn't want it to be all on her. Right. She wanted she wanted to pull somebody else in there. And at the same time, rank scaring them too. So now she has more right. power. Right. She already had power. 
Right. So Even just more. imagine. Right. Because they were going to be asking, where's Erica? Right. Jesus. Jesus. You know, you said something that on in one hand could just be in passing. You said you when you talk to Eric, you're like, your roots have roots. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will say about that, it may seem benign, but one thing I have noticed that if you see a black girl and her hair is messed the hell up to the point of like we all have bad hair days. Right. That's one thing. But, but when you have a bad hair life you got crochets. Hanging off of roots that's sitting on top, growing on top yeah. of roots, it's a problem. There's if a girl, if a black girl's hair is not attended to properly, you can assume that a whole lot of other stuff is going on. A whole lot of stuff, and I don't mean every time you see a black girl and her hair is messed up, it means that her mother is abusing her, gonna kill her. Right, I don't absolutely mean that. Not. It could mean that she's homeless. Right, right. And you know, the family is struggling. Right. It could mean that they, you know, having financial struggles. Exactly. It could mean a lot of things. I know exactly what you're saying. But it means something. Exactly. Be clear about that. It does that it mean means something. something, and that it should cause us to pause and look deeper. So one of the things that the social worker said when I asked her, how do you move differently in your work now? Haven't known what happened to Erica. And one of the things she said was one, I would lean in more because I knew something wasn't right. I would lean in more. She said, but I tried many times trying to get Erica to talk and she never would say anything. But the other thing she said is that I would see it through to the end. Like when she disappeared, I would stay involved to find out what's happening with this situation and with this case, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I would say with you asking you that, and I know one part of it is that you say you don't trust people, but looking back and knowing like you may have been the only person that Erica told the truth. Because she didn't tell Miss Knutson what was going on. She never said she didn't trust uh, any anyone because it was. I mean, look at who who was her caretaker. Like right. it would have got back. You right. know what I'm saying? Can you imagine being scared to say something and knowing it's going to get back? Right. I wouldn't have said anything to no one either. Right. To anyone either. I wouldn't have. To be honest. I, to this day, I still don't think she even wanted to say anything to me. Right. I just kept tugging so doggone much, and I, I I showed her so much love and sympathy. It was hard for her to not do it, especially when it, it, it was just probably one of those days where she felt like she couldn't take it no more, and I cracked that ceiling, yeah. and it just was what it was. It was a moment in the bathroom. You know, and even in that, I've never seen somebody scared while they're hurting. My God. Like, can you imagine seeing somebody breaking down, crying? They're scared and hysterical to even talk and they're stuttering because they can barely get the words out. And they scared, wondering who might come in the bathroom at the same time, not knowing if the lady here in the library today or not. Right. And then here I am. Just taking it all in, scared that I might say something to the wrong person. Right. Then to having to clear yourself up and jump back into reality and be like, I'm okay. Like everything is okay. Do you remember what grade you were in? Uh, I believe I was in seventh. seventh I think it was were you guys in the same grade? Or, or was it sixth grade? 
Do you remember who was principal at the Mr. time? Mr. Holmes. Okay, so maybe that was sixth grade then. Because yeah, I think it was sixth grade. I okay. believe you're right, sixth grade. Because I think Miss Evans came the next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but hear what I'm saying. Knowing that you were probably the only person that Erica actually told the truth and you were her friend and you felt it and you knew something was wrong. How should that inform how you are in this world now and the work that you do? Well, now I'm an adult. So now it's just like when I have a feeling about something, I follow mm-hmm. it and I stick with it and I get help. Like I'll go yeah. talk to my mom or, or I'll get them the resources they may need to get help. Um, some people are too scared to reach out. So my go-to is my mom because that's the only person I really know that's proactive that I know can get to whatever resources they might need or knows how to swindle it without it being out and known, If especially if it's supposed to be something confidential right. or they're scared for people to know because they're going to get in trouble. Right. Um, you know, um, so I, it, it's definitely something that sticks with me um, and how I move forward in my life. Like I just observe differently i observe people differently all the way around and um yeah i just i don't want that to ever be somebody else's reality so if i can help or anything in any shape way or form i just i just do it you know um i don't care it could be three in the morning and but one of my god sisters done called because they out in this it's a situation i don't know i'm coming if i can because you never know if you just don't what could happen to that person right you just never know and um so yeah is there anything else that you'd like to add about erica or the situation um i really wish she was here i just it just i thought oh after all this time I thought that you know it would I don't know like I don't know it would just kind of like flush out in my spirit or something eventually and I'll be okay but I literally think about her almost every time I watch forensic files um almost every day of the year to be honest because one it's not being talked about two I feel like there has not been justice hasn't been served seriously like Okay, the lady is locked up. Is she did she get life? No, oh, she got twenty years. Right. So we have a person that's gonna get out that's mentally unstable and will get out. And who knows how crazy people are. You know, you're gonna let a person out who who might be listening to all of these things and has a vendetta against me and might only have it towards me because I was the only person you know what I'm saying in her mind it could be my fault that she got caught and then what happens in 20 years when I'm 40 years old and I done pulled up at Starbucks and here's Mimi or whatever her name is you know what I mean like I I just I don't think that's justice that's not justice because this lady this young woman is gone right her life is over right and it had already been over Sound like for it was a long almost, time. Right. Almost over before it started. What would help you have closure? What would help me have closure is some type of ceremony for her. Mm-hmm. And 
like her name somewhere, like, I don't know, somewhere indented downtown somewhere on the streets or in a building somewhere, even at James C. Wright, like mm-hmm. just a, a plaque or something for her. Cause I just feel like that's the least we can do. She already felt like a nobody and felt like no one cared or loved her. And for her to just be dead and life goes on, it's just like, I just want her to, I want her to be known. I want people to know who she was. Even if they didn't know her, I want people to know who she was. I want people to know this story. Yes. I want people to feel some kind of way right. when they hear about this story. Right. I don't, this ain't no kiki and are always smiling and we going to pray. No, right. I want y'all to feel this like something's haunting you because right. it, it that's how it fit, makes me feel. Yeah. You know, and I really uh, appreciate my mother for apologizing um, because I hadn't heard her say that in a long time. You know what I'm saying? So that was like, whoa, you know, that was a big thing for me to hear her actually really mean she was sorry because I couldn't understand why wasn't I enough for a long time. Oh, goodness. And even, and even to this day, I struggle with that, you know, with me and my mom's relationship, you know, like, I just feel like I'm never enough. So for me to hear her say that again, the way she said it, it really touched me because for a long time, I felt like it was my fault Erica died. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Because I should have tried harder. And I have talks with Erica and I apologize to her all the time because I I couldn't understand why my mom wouldn't just believe me or Mm -hmm. do something, you know. I don't know. My goodness. So, yeah, that was nice to hear and know. Yeah. How did that you know, just kind of the layering of this conversation. One, Geneva, I feel like from what I've learned so far, you have done more than anyone did for Erica. More than anyone. And then two, you know, how do you feel that did impact your relationship? Then when your mom didn't respond, and then the second layer when you found out that Erica was murdered. You know, what was your conversation with your mother after that? Finding uh, that out. It was, it was, uh, it was pretty bad. Um, I was mad at her. I broke down and I was crying and I was angry crying. I wasn't just sobbing. I was angry crying because I told her and I told her to her face. I told you, I said, I told you, I don't know why you didn't just listen to me. I said, I don't know why you didn't just listen to me. Now my friend's dead and she could have been alive if you would have just listened to me. Wow. And she cried and she said, sorry, but I wasn't hearing it at that mm-hmm. time. I was too much going on in my head. I right. was just like. You need time to absorb it, to heal, to move yeah. through the pain. Right. So I was just mad. I was mad at her. I was 
mad at the lady who did it. I was mad at the kids for helping. I was mad. I was just mad because I'm like, but give somebody the right to do somebody so bogus, like, yeah, so dirty. You already made her feel like scum. Even being, it was like a dead person walking, you know? Yes. That's how, I, that's the best way for me to describe it. She was like a dead person walking, just surviving, just yeah. here. And then to do that, it's like, man. But, you know, shoulda, coulda, wouldas. It is what it is. I, um, you know, like my mom said, she she's sorry she had to pave the way and now she does what she does for everyone else that's great I just I just wish I could take it back wish we could just take it all the way back to that day where I told my mama that something ain't right I wish that so bad I don't think y'all understand how bad I wish I could just go back to that day and what would you do I I I would have made my mom do something I would have made my mom do something like I'm a proactive person. Y'all lucky I wasn't driving yet. Because if I would have been driving, I would have kidnapped her myself. I'm not even kidding. Mm -hmm. I probably would have got myself into some trouble because mm -hmm. I would have snuck her and got her to my mom's house and been in trouble probably. Yeah. But that's something I would have done if I had the tools to do so. I couldn't do much at that age. But right. um, yeah, you were just a baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember was was Erica in Nefertiti group? Yeah. I, she didn't get to do a lot of act she didn't get to do extracurricular activities okay. at all. She okay. couldn't even do basketball, nothing like it was like what? Yeah. Well, imagine if she were to do basketball, she'd have to <coughs> then for sure come out the turtleneck and long pants. Yeah. You yep. know, and everybody would see. You know, they, she was lucky if you got to do homework with her for after school in the library. Like wow. She didn't even get to do that often. It was like school and straight. I'm like, I tell you, I knew someone right for a long time. I knew it. No, nobody wow. deserved to live like that. If you could say something to Marie, what would you say? I just ask her why. I just ask her why. Like, what did she do so bad to make you do something like that? What was the root? problem mm -hmm. you know um what what why I just I really honestly I just want to know why I'm not even gonna lie to you like mm -hmm. I just want to know why and and why lie to my face every time you see me when I asked about her right you know why lie to my face why invite me over for dinner knowing she's nowhere t around to be found right. what were you going to do if i did come have dinner then what you know what right. i mean right what if i did feel comfortable and open up to you about the things she told me you done what what would have happened to me you know what i mean like why wow do you remember what year this was cuz it was 2015 when kiara told what happened do you remember about when this was? How, like say, how long before it came out? I can't really remember. It was it's kind of a blur. Sure. I remember when the news came out. That was that. Um, I can't even put a date on it. Okay. I can't okay. put a date on it. I, I I. It's crazy because I can see 
the lady's face and her body to the to the outfit she had on that day everything from the last time I spoke with her because the last time I spoke with her was the most intense she had ever been with me to the point where it was just like she wasn't taking no for an answer like she had got my number and she wanted to be over for supper and I was like okay we're in the middle of Mm Chick-fil-a at yeah. So that wasn't that long ago because Chick-fil-A hasn't been there that long. No, that's oh. why it messed me up so yes. bad. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's God. why it messed oh. me up so bad. Because it was like I was just talking to this lady. I told my mom about it. I said, you know who I saw? I keep seeing and stuff. But this time she was just really, I don't know why she's just so extra overly nice. She just loves me so much. And my mom was like, who? And I told her and then. She was like, oh, I'm like, yeah. And I asked her about Erica all the time. But she said she done moved with her new family or something. But she gone somewhere. But, mom, I don't know if I really believe that. Because I haven't heard about or anything. Like, no social media, nothing, mom. When's the last time you've seen her? And she was like, you know, you're kind of right. I don't, I don't know, baby. I'm like, yeah. That's weird. Right. And so, like... It wasn't too long after that, and then boom. And I was like, chills again. I'm like, what the heck? I was hugging a murderer. Damn. Yeah, damn is right. (laughs) I, what? Geneva? Huh? Hugging a who? Wow. Talking with the who? Oh, yeah, I was. Didn't even know it. Wow. Right. So much of this is really just, as y'all young folks would say, blows me. And that, and that mm-hmm. really, like, this makes me, like, speechless. Just, like, every element of what I learned. You know, talk about forensic sciences. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love those shows, too. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think about, you know, initially I heard that the mom had like dismembered her body right it it dismembered traveled burned but then she also pulled out her teeth yeah that's i'm still trying to figure out how she got 20 hairs because you just keep on pinpointing those you just keep hitting them so she was abusing her all these years and they said that when they found her body even if her body was burned they could see almost 200 scars at various levels of healing so proof of abuse then she murdered her and then she defamed a corpse Mm -hmm. you know but i'm just thinking several different counts exactly and i'm just thinking like she was facing up to 60 years which i don't even know why that is a point like why wasn't this life like why did right. you get to have your freedom again after <coughs> doing all this stuff to this child why do you deserve to have your freedom again but then i'm thinking like how did you know to to pull out the teeth watching <laughs> shows the reading books i think they said she had some books and things at her house that she that kind of corresponded with what had happened I don't know for sure if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. And I was like, people do research. 
I mean, we see it on forensic files. You know how they do. They right. Google, they go, they Google, they Google, they Google, they Google. But it sounds to me like there's a level of premeditation. Definitely, definitely. Like not just you, something happened and you went too far. And then, you know, this happened. To me, to know your average person isn't going to know to pull out somebody's teeth. And and I can't even imagine doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's a sick individual. So That's the average sick. person is not going to know that. So to me, it almost is like I was going to kill Erica. And then this is how I'm going to dispose of the body. Yeah. I'm going to pull out the teeth. Right, and then right. I'm going to burn it. Right. And then I'm going to dump it. And to dump it in Chicago initially. Uh, yep. And then go back and get to it to Gary, Indiana, and go move it to Gary. Like the methodical evil that was involved in this whole process from start to to finish, and including getting her kids involved. Mm-hmm. With the you know one article I read said that she had the kid that she left Erica's body in the bathroom. Yep. For Anytime. some time. Mm-hmm. And then had the kids bag her up. And she left her in the garage for some time. And then had the kids put her in the car and then go dump her. Mm-hmm. 20 years. My God, 20 years. It's so interesting to me how a young girl who didn't seem like she mattered to a lot of people can have such a huge impact on other folks' lives that reverberates to this day. The conversation with Jackie and Geneva, this probably was one of the most difficult conversations that I had. I would say mostly because um, these are people that I have known and loved for many years, most of Geneva's life and for Jack and I, we've known each other for decades, worked together, prayed together, played together. And seeing the impact of this whole circle, cycle, journey of things around Erica could be clearly seen on Jackie, on Geneva, on their relationship. And it's so interesting as we look for answers to how do we defend Black girls Sometimes that question seems too large to answer, particularly for many of us who are still struggling with trying to figure out what happened to our own girlhoods. Yet, a 12-year-old girl who was brave enough, kind enough, curious enough to lean in what most people were leaning away from you know, other other girls her age, they were making fun of Erica. Some of them, not all of them, but they were making fun of Erica because of the way she dressed, because of the way her hair looked. But 12-year-old Geneva leaned in because of those exact same things to see what she could do to help this child who clearly needed help. And that same 12-year-old was able to do what half a dozen other women with letters behind and in front of their names could not do. Geneva was able to develop a relationship with Erica that was based on trust. And from what I've discovered, 
Geneva is maybe the only person that Erica actually told the truth, who actually listened and Erica said that my mother is doing these things to me, who actually saw the things that everybody else saw, all the other teachers, all the other people in her congregation, all the other neighbors, all the other professionals saw. And she tried her best on numerous of occasions to say something is wrong with my friend Erica. She needs help. And unfortunately, her cries and Erica cries went unheard. And, you know, we could put a period there. We could put an exclamation point there, you know, but what I do appreciate about Jackie Hunt is that in my conversation with her is that she owned that she missed it. She owned it. And not only did she own it because to accept our mistakes is one thing, but to allow our mistakes to inform us, to shape us, to help us to grow, to be better people, to be better professionals in this field that takes a lot of humility and courage. And I appreciate Jackie for that. And I appreciate the fact, which I didn't know before this conversation, that Erica Hill and her story and her painful journey has informed and it's empowered the work that Jackie Hunt still does all of these years later. And as for Geneva, Geneva is my new Shiro. She's my new Shiro because she tried and she tried and she tried. And I appreciate her, you know, and it's interesting um, how adults in her life tried to shut her down. Her mother tried to shut her down and refocus her. The professionals at school tried to shut Geneva down. Stop caring so much. It's none of your business. Do your math homework. They tried to shut her down as well, but Geneva persisted as much as a young girl could and tried the best she could. And again, by my estimation, not only is she the only one I believe got Erica to fully open up, but in my estimation, Geneva did more than anyone else did to save her. And so the question was, could a 12-year-old have saved Erica Hill's life? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Had adults listened. So who do you need to listen to in your life, a young person? Who do you need to listen to um, has your child been trying to tell you something verbally, non-verbally, you know, have they told you, I don't feel comfortable when I go over to grandma's house, when, um, uncle Benny is there, have they tried to tell you that they feel a certain way about how their math teacher treats them in class, how they, have they told you, um, things that make them uncomfortable, people who make them uncomfortable, things that don't feel right to them. Listen, lean in and listen. And the other thing that I hope we carry away from this is that children can have a huge impact. And no, I, I, I don't think it was 
Geneva's 12-year-old responsibility to save Erica, but she could have. Has the adults lined up? But can we also continue to have conversations with our children about being kind and compassionate? We know bullying is a whole issue in and within itself that has caused with the new cyber world that we live in a monster of things that have occurred that have pushed kids to the absolute brink. So can we have conversations with our kids? You know, earlier today, I was listening to and watching a video that one of the young ladies that I mentored was, um, she was saying she was doing a girls group. And in the girls group, she was telling the girls to say, um, another black girl isn't my enemy. Um, she's my friend and I support her. I, I'm, I know I'm butchering exactly what they said, but the whole idea was sisters, we are in this together. And can we have conversations with our girls about being friendly, being compassionate when you see someone's hair that isn't looking right or their clothes isn't looking right? To laugh, to make fun is not the higher road to take. But can we take these opportunities now to talk to our daughters about compassion, our sons about kindness? This is a great opportunity for that as well, to just talk with them about how do you know when another kid is in trouble? And if you feel like one of your friends is in trouble, it's not your job to fix it. This is what you do. You come to me and you tell me, you know, um, and I'll tell the school, you know, because sometimes school folks, as in this case, will brush kids up, you know, but as an adult comes on their behalf, you know, they'll listen differently. But can we take this moment because children do trust children more than they trust us. They trust their little friends and they go to their friends with their little problems. And, you know, if we were to help to equip our children with a little bit more compassion, maybe they'll outwit all of us. And maybe other 12 year olds may save other kids that are in trouble. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us on this journey and um, continue to reach out. I've had a lot of people reaching out to me in my direct messages on Instagram, on Facebook, continue to reach out to me telling me stories that you have about Erica or concerns that you have seen and kids that we need to support. Love hearing from you. Keep tuning in and um, I'll be with you again soon. As my grandmother would say, mm, 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 that was a good conversation. And listen, we're not playing. We mean this thing. We mean to defend black girlhood by taking on the tough conversation that needs to be had in order to do so. And we would love for you to get more connected with our work and our mission by visiting Laleda.org to explore the dynamic work we're doing to defend black girls everywhere they are. And while you're there, we invite you to join our mailing list so you will not miss one single fearless conversation.